worship, what a joy if I'm leaning on the everlasting arm. What a blessedness, what a peace is my leaning on the everlasting arm. Secure from all alarm, leaning on the everlasting arm. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arm. Oh, how bright the path rose from day to day. seated page 401 
Page 151. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus, our blessed Redeemer. Sing on earth His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, His in glory. good to us. Amen. Um, as far as announcements go, got a few things uh, I need to mention to you. Brother Mike Bennett asked me to mention to all the parents who have children in Joe and Quita's class to please meet them over in the fellowship hall right after service tonight. And uh, I don't know what all that's about, but they asked me to mention that to you. And also, uh, because of the need for people to help out in that uh, broadcast room up there, we're asking anybody that would be willing to learn, to train, and, and then work with those guys out there so, so some of them could uh, rotate and be able to sit with their family. We sure would appreciate it. So if the Lord would touch your heart about that, uh, get with Brother Chris Lauer, and uh, they'll... They'll set you up real good. Amen. And don't forget this coming Sunday, Brother Bud Stiltner will be in with us all day for the morning and the evening service. And uh, talked to Brother Bud a little bit earlier this week, and he's looking forward to being with us. And I pray that while he's here, that the Lord will bless him and his family and bless our church while they're here. Amen. 
Um, as far as our prayer requests go, we got a lot already on this prayer request tonight. Uh, Jackie Dixon, Johnny Fink, Mr. and Mrs. Brimmer, Angela Adams, Ricky Meeks, Carissa Wood, Jim Gerard, Doug Forrester, Wayne Bartlett, Daniel Overa, and John Moore. How about your prayer request tonight? Anybody? Yes, sir. What's his last name? Yes, sir. Anybody else got anything on your horse, Brother Kane? Jessica Hahn. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. What's her last name? Any kin to our governor? Oh, got you. Okay. Anyone else tonight? Uh -huh. Jody. Anything else? Amen to that. <laughs> Thank you. Anything else tonight on your hearts? All right, as they play softly for us, let's all gather around these altars and pray over these requests that God would meet every need of every one of them tonight.
take our Bibles tonight. I feel like I need to say this. Uh, Deb and I were talking earlier today and she asked me a Bible question. She said, uh, John, will we see people cast into hell? Will we see our loved ones cast into hell? And the, according to the word of God, Best I can study and best I can figure out, yes, we will. And uh, we sang a song tonight about heaven, and it talks about there's no, no tears over there, but actually, that's a partial truth. Um, look, in, look at the very last book of your Bible, the book of Revelation. I want to show you something. And uh, I don't know why God's just leading me to do this tonight, but I. I feel like I need to. In, in Revelation chapter 4, we're not going to look there tonight, but in Revelation 4 is a picture of the rapture of the church. The church gets called away. We hear a voice saying, come up hither, and we're called up into heaven to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And that's a picture drawn out in picture in Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 5, there's a book presented. And in Revelation chapter 5, Jesus Christ is, has been found worthy to open the book. And in chapter 6, he begins opening a seven-sealed book. When he does that, the tribulation begins on earth. A time that Jesus said was going to be a great tribulation like this world has never seen. And we'll never see again. It's going to be a time of destruction. Of the wrath of God being poured out. And for the, for, from chapter 6 on through chapter 19. We're given glimpses and, and, and descriptions of that great tribulation period. In Revelation 19. Beginning in verse number 11. Jesus Christ comes back and then we come back with him. And then he sets up his millennial and he reigns for a thousand years. But then look at this with me in Revelation chapter 20. Um, beginning in verse 11. The great white throne judgment at the end of the millennium is set forth. And in Revelation 19, 11, It talks or 20 chapter 20 verse 11. It says I saw a great white throne. And him, him that sat on from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. 
And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now, this is all the lost people down through the centuries of time. All these lost people are standing one by one in front of this great white throne judgment and they're being judged according to their works. Some of them have already been in hell for thousands of years. But now they're brought up before this great white throne judgment. And they're judged every man according to their works. To determine the degree of punishment that they'll get uh, for all of eternity. Notice... In verse 13, the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to the works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And the saddest, saddest verse in all the word of God to me. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now Deb's question was, John, will we see... As our loved ones who are lost, will we see them actually thrown into hell? Well, actually, we'll see them thrown into the, the lake of fire, which will be for eternity. And, and we'll hear the screams. We'll hear the judgment. We'll hear all of that. Then verse chapter 21, God then creates a new heaven and a new earth. And look at this. Verse 3, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Look at this, and God shall wipe away. Now, this is in heaven. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There's been crying going on in heaven. When we see people cast into the lake of fire, and some of them that we knew, some of them our own relatives and loved ones, people who, who we've prayed for, people who we've witnessed to, and we see them cast into the lake of fire, we'll be crying at this great white throne of judgment. And then it says, Then God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now watch this. And there shall... Be no more death. Deb had another question. She said, well, will we remember that? Look at this. There should be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things. All those that we knew who are now gone on into eternity, into the lake of fire, will remember no more. I'll never forget um, a preacher, I can't remember his name just now, but I'll never forget him talking about he was uh, a young person when he professed salvation. And he just grew up and he played church and he played religion, you know, and he knew all the, when to say amen, he knew when to stand up and sit down. But he said he got to, he heard a preacher preach one time along these lines about one day all those who were lost 
that we loved, who we cared about, who we witnessed to, will remember them no more once they die and go to hell. And uh, he said that he loved his grandpa. And he said, there was no doubt in my mind that my grandpa was saved. And he said, I got to thinking about that. And he said, I thought about this, that my grandpa one day up in heaven, God was going to wipe away his tears. And then he would never remember me again. He said he got up under such conviction. And he said he got saved. Because of knowing this truth. And why God wanted me to share that tonight, I don't know. But I just thought it necessary to, to bring that forth from the word of God. And, and show you this truth. It should make us more willing and ready to tell others about Jesus Christ and to pray for them and beg them to get right with God. Uh, because once this is done, it's all over. It's all over. So anyway, just wanted to share that with you tonight. Let's come to Ephesians chapter number one. Any questions? Anybody got any questions along those lines? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Not until when we'll know everything will actually come back to the earth and reign with Christ for a thousand years. And those people that we've known will be missing. They won't be here. And, and the reality of that will, will settle with us. Then we'll see them brought up before that great white throne judgment and cast into the lake of fire. Then he wipes away those tears that we've just shed, watching our loved ones die without God, go into eternity. Yes, ma'am. Almost make you cry right now. Can I get a witness right there? Because, I mean, this, this book is, a, is real. This isn't fairy tale stuff. It's just real stuff that we need to be we need to be reminded of, and we need to know, and we need to, as God's people, that who are saved, we need to really let things like this get hold of our hearts, so that we can be witnesses for Him. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you remember Jesus Christ told some of the, the Pharisees, he said, you shall receive the greater damnation. So there's degrees of punishment that they'll receive for all of eternity. Um, I remember hearing a preacher explain it like this. All right, why does somebody go to hell? Because they rejected Jesus Christ and died without him. As their Savior. That's why people go to hell. So that it, they don't go to hell because they've done this, 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 rejecting Jesus Christ. So a person dies. Let's use, for example, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler died without Christ and he died and went to hell. 
One day, Adolf Hitler is going to be raised from hell, stand before this great white throne judgment and be judged for every Jew that he had murdered, over six million of them, and the influence he had on people to commit such crimes. He'll receive the greater damnation than a person who just rejected Christ but was a good person. Does that make sense? Does that, does that help? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I don't. I don't understand a lot of the degrees of uh, damnation that they'll receive. I don't understand a lot of what God's going to do in that regard. But I just know that there will be degrees of punishment for for people throughout eternity. Yeah. Anything else? I love Bible questions. I love it. Oh, yes, sir. And when we get back with them, Brother Warren, it says, then shall we be known even as we are known. We'll, you'll be known as Warren Vickers for all of eternity. So let's really pray, okay? <laughs> no, honestly, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be known just like we are known. Um, Y'all know me as, we'll know Moses. You remember... You remember the disciples were carried up on the Mount of Transfiguration and Moses and Elijah who had been in heaven appeared on that mount with him. And uh, boy, old Peter, he got excited. He said, Lord, let's, let's go into a building uh, program. Let's get some tabernacles built. And they knew Moses and Elijah as Moses and Elijah. Jesus did not, did not even have to introduce them to him they knew who they were so let's build one for you one for Moses one for Elijah let's let's build something yeah we'll be known just like we are known well I don't I don't really know that that's going on that they're aware of things going on. That I, I'm not convinced of that. Huh? Yeah. I'm not convinced that... A lot of people use Hebrews 12 where it says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And they say, see, everybody up in heaven's looking down at us. And I don't know about all of that. Uh, I'm just not convinced of that theology. Yeah. 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 God nuke them. Nuke them. Get them. Get them, Lord. <laughs> Send an angel after them. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am.
Yeah, yeah. Yes, ma'am. John, the revelator, was caught up into heaven and he heard words while he was up there and they were talking. An angel was talking to him while he was showing him things about the book of Revelation. So, yeah, we'll be able to communicate with, with those who are in heaven. Yeah. 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 Amen. I believe you'd be able to talk to her about it. Yeah. Will uh, Brother Warren Vickers' favorite song for all eternity. We'll understand it better by and by. There's a lot of questions that we don't really know all the answers right now. But one day we'll understand it. I heard that song on the way to church tonight. I almost stopped the car and stand out there and saluted. That's Warren's. That's Warren's. <laughs> that's his star-spangled banner. <laughs> Any other questions? I love Bible questions. I, I love it. Yeah. And no one. I've got a little brother who died right right when he was born he died and he was he was born a year ahead of me and uh, I believe when I get to heaven I'll know him and nobody will have to introduce me to him and say well this is your little brother I believe I'll just know him we'll have the mind of Christ we'll, we'll know everything perfectly in that day Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hey, yeah. All right. Her question was, will me and Miss Debbie be husband and wife over there in heaven? I don't know about all that, Sister Sue, because... 
all the body of Christ is going to be married to Jesus Christ. And if she was my wife, I'd be an adulterer. <laughs> I don't, all of that stuff is just, we'll understand it better by and by. I wish, I wish I could tell you, but the Bible doesn't go into it like that, but yeah. Well, we come back riding on white horses. Yeah. There are animals in heaven. I don't know there's going to be your little kitty cat that goes. I don't know if sugar's going to be there, but. <laughs> but I know God's got animals up there in heaven. And there's animals we've never seen up there. There's a unicorn. They're real, but they're up in heaven. Yep, unicorn. Anything else? All right. And as far as him being in us, yes, that part of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God will still be working, but in a different ministration than like he's working now. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Totally different dispensation. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Total different dispensation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything else tonight? This is good stuff. This is good stuff. Uh, years ago, I used to do this occasionally uh, at... Bible Baptist where I pastored in Waycross, I would have a Wednesday night service just let people ask questions and try my best to answer it from the Word of God. And uh, it's good. It's good. Good for you, good for me. Any other questions? All right. Ephesians chapter 1. I've got about a two-hour sermon tonight. <laughs> I got a big cup tonight, buddy. Hey, man, I'm full. I'm over, my cup's running over tonight. Ephesians chapter 1. I want you to look at something with me. We began last Sunday night talking about the, the mysteries of Paul. And I want to go over one of these mysteries with you tonight. And show you some things and maybe maybe spark some of your interest in the Word of God and, and maybe say some things that uh, that uh, help you and and uh, further spark your questions about the Word of God. He says it like this in Ephesians chapter one, beginning in verse number one, and I'll try to 
try to go through this as, as uh, hurriedly as I can, but still be uh, led by the Spirit of God. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by, look at this, the will of God. To the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Look where they're at in Christ. According as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure, look at it again, of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us, here it is tonight, the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together and one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom we also obtain an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of the truth of the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Look back with me in verse number, in verse number 10. That in the dispensation. No, make it verse 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. We looked last Wednesday night at the mystery of the restoration of Israel. But I want to go over something with you tonight about this mystery called the mystery of his will. And as we, at the outset of it, it may not sound like too big a thing that God's will is a mystery, but I want to try to go into it with you just a little bit and hopefully uh, spark some kind of curiosity in you about the will of God. I got to studying the phrase will of the Lord and will of God and I found out an amazing truth that it never appears in the Old Testament. It only appears in the New Testament. That little phrase, the will of the Lord or the will of God. And between the two of them, it only appears that those two phrases only appear in the New Testament a total of 25 times. And so, and so the Lord is talking in these verses about the mystery of His will. Um, a mystery is something that is hidden until it is revealed. And we know that God has now revealed these different mysteries through the Apostle Paul. And so he talks about the mystery of his will. And first of all, I want to consider the mystery that baffles. If you think about it, uh, God having a will, as I said at the very outset of that thought, 
It's not real mysterious. It's not real profound. But as you consider it and get to think about it, it gets more and more profound as you consider this thing called the mystery of his will. Now, I want to speak tonight to you as, as just a human being, as just a man. I've been saved since 1982. I, I live by faith. I've been washed in the blood. Uh, my sins are forgiven. I know that I'm saved. I know that I'm a child of God. I have no doubt about it. Uh, as Brother Josh preached the other night, we, I have had occasions of doubt. But when I do that, I'm looking real close at me and not close enough for Jesus Christ. And, uh, and I've been saved all these years and enjoy being saved. I love being saved, love being a child of God. But I'll be honest with you. I can walk out those doors tonight and look up into that sky and just consider this thought that there's a being out there who has never, never, never had a beginning, never will have an ending, and to think such things just blows my mind. I don't doubt it, but just to think that there's a being... Who, where did God come from? Who created? Nobody created this individual who calls himself God. In the beginning, God. That's how he starts out the, the Bible, his written word. In the beginning, God. And he don't take time to tell us who he is. He don't try to describe himself in that opening statement. He just tells us, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And, and you get to thinking about this God is out there. And he's never, never had any beginning or ending. And there he sits on the throne of heaven out in eternity. If, if we could understand the existence of God, he would cease being God. I mean, just to consider that he's there. Just to consider that he's real. Just to consider that, that he's the one who created everything that is created. There's nothing that's been, that we know to be that was not created by him. There's only two choices that we've got to make in this thing about where did we come from. We can either believe the science of the day or we can just simply believe God. Where the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. You go on to read and he, he made all the animals. He made the trees. He made the sun, the moon. And you look out there at the, the universe. And this little universe that we're in is comprised of all the suns, the moons, the, the different planets, the stars. And this is, this is just one little universe amid 25 billion universes. And it goes on for eternity. There's nothing out there that ends. It's just God. And to consider that He's out there just is, is just, it, it overwhelms the thought process. It overwhelms my mind at times just to consider that God is sitting out there. The mystery that baffles. <laughs> You get to thinking about God being who he is and, and who you are. And it just overwhelms us with, with this 
this thought about God and to think this, that He, God, have you ever wondered why this God came into our world? He could not have stayed out there in His world and died because He dwells in eternity. He had to come into our world to die. We express ourselves as I was, I am, I shall be. God just expresses Himself as I am. Always present. <coughs> he doesn't have the past or the, or the future <coughs> like we may think in terms of that. That's why Jesus Christ came into our world so that He could die. And He did. He died. This God who created everything died. And for three days, he laid there in that grave, his body dead. And he laid there in that grave for those three days. But then he did something that this world has never experienced or never seen. He just got up out of the, out of the grave. He got up out of death and resurrected himself back to life. And he proved that he was who he is, God. Jesus Christ in human form was God manifest in the flesh. And to think that this God has a will. He has a will. Now we're living in a generation today that does not want God to have a will. Matter of fact, they, they, they believe and they, 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 they say it all the time that God has no will in our affairs. They don't want God to have any will, but we want our will. Where did all this, this evil come from that we experience on a daily basis? Where did all this stuff come from? People, I have people ask me all the time, well, preacher, uh, if God's such a loving God, why has he allowed so much, so much turmoil and so much heartache and so much pain and so much crying and tears down here on the... God didn't do that. We did. We did. We did that. It all began in the garden. You remember God, He created Adam and Eve, gave them everything they could ever long for, gave it to them. But there was one negative thing in His will. He said, don't eat of that tree in the midst of the garden. One thing... And what did they do? They chose their will over God's will and said, I want my will to be done and not God's. And so God allowed Adam and Eve to exert their own will over his will. But God has a will. We know that God's will is, is so, so wonderful that it includes everybody. He wants everybody to be in his will. The Bible tells us in the book of St. Peter chapter 3 verse 9. For God is not willing. Not willing. God does not want. This is his will. He's not willing that any perish. But that all come to repentance. That's his will. But what does God do? God lets man have his own will. And says, okay, you make up your mind. I want to include you. I want, I want, to, I want to be your Savior. I, I am your God. I want to be your Savior. I want to redeem you.
But you've got to make up your mind. Is it going to be your will or my will? Is it going to be my will in your life or is it going to, you're going to go about your own way and your own will? And so God, God has this, this infinite will, this wonderful, tremendous will that He wants to express and give to every person. But He lets every person have their own will to either receive it or reject it. The mystery of His will. It baffles me to think that God Almighty, God, God, God included me in His will. To think that God looked down and, and looked into time and He, and he knew that John Dale was going was to call upon His name in 1982. God already knew that. And God included me in His will. You ever read about His will? Look in John chapter 17. I want to show you this. John chapter 17. In John chapter 17, Jesus Christ is praying. The whole chapter is the prayer of Jesus Christ right before He goes to Calvary. And look what he says in John chapter 17. It's such a tremendous chapter. You ought to go back and just read John 17 and read the prayer that Jesus prayed right before he died for our sins. And look what he said. He said, he said, uh, verse number 24, Father, I will. This is the last will and testament of Jesus Christ. Look what he says. He said, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Now, I want to ask you something. How many of you believe that that God the Father is going to grant Jesus Christ His Son His last will and testament. What is His will? His will is that you and I be in heaven with Him. I cannot understand that. As wicked and sinful and unholy as I am, and yet God wants me to be with Him. He so loves you that He includes you in His will. The mystery of His will. When you get to thinking about God having a will and, and, and putting it out there and, and making it a part of this, this whole entire plan, it just amazes me how God went about this whole thing. In the very beginning, He made Adam and Eve knowing that Adam and Eve was going to reject His will and choose their own. Yet He created them anyway. And here we are today, still able, by the grace of God, to choose His will for our lives. Sister Megan played it tonight, and we sang right at the end, Have Thine own way, Lord, have Thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after Thy will you see he has a will now let me let me give you this and, and I'll close it out tonight 
you walk out there and you look up and you look at all that God has created and look at what your eyes can behold, there's a sun out there that's about 93 million miles away from us. It's been burning now for about 6,000 years. It's just a ball of plasma. And we get all of our light from it, natural light, and we get our heat from it. It is set in such a way that if it were just, if it were just one, one light year closer or one light year away, this earth would either burn completely up or it would freeze. But God has set it in the very exact spot that that sun needs to be in to give us all that we got. If God can do that, if God can put, so arrange something so perfectly that for 6,000 years without, without a flicker, it's been giving us heat and light. Don't you think that His will would be the best thing for all of us? Don't you think God's will would be a lot more perfect than our will would ever be? Jesus Christ has included you in His will. The mystery of His will. Let's all stand tonight. I had to just skim over it. I had to just go through it quickly because of the Bible questions tonight. You know what? When you get to thinking about God's will, it doesn't surprise me that God has a will. You know what does surprise me? The rebellious will of man that'll say no to the will of God. I just cannot fathom somebody who, who even has an inkling of who God is and what God had for him saying no to the God who is so loving and kind and tender and willing to die for us that that man's will is so rebellious against God that his will will deny and resist and reject Jesus Christ. I'm glad God's got a will and he included me and you in it. Amen. Brother Marty, you dismiss us tonight.